0: Fantasy Six Pack Hour with your hosts Joe Bob and A.J. Applebaum All
1: right, welcome to the Fantasy Six-Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of Fantasy sixpack.net, With me, sitting across the table, AJ Applegarth. <laughs> we are in the same room, if you guys haven't figured that one out yet. Indeed. Uh, we've been meaning to do this for a long, long time, but then this joker moved away, and yeah, NCAA March Madness has started. We, we used to watch all the games together, so we, we made a special trip down here, so uh,
0: what's going on, man? Not much, not much. Yeah. yeah. Doing all right, doing all right repping my new uh s6p swag uh you know, yeah really there's the raglan shirt You got the, the nice hat i mean this thing is it's choice man it's, yeah these it is comfortable they are, they are nice they it's are definitely nice, nice. i got my my
1: caramel one on i <laughs> thought was orange <laughs> wrong. <laughs> wrong, wrong wrong but it looks good <clears throat> uh yeah if you guys want to rep any of this stuff we do have a store fantasy 6 slash store i believe or shop i don't know one of those uh, it's story. been a while since i've been to it but uh <laughs> it's on the it's on the website somewhere but uh anyway tonight we're going to be covering our pitching preview we've got a great guest in line for you for that uh before we jump into that though make sure you hit those subscribe and those like buttons Give us those reviews, leave those comments. We love hearing from you guys and uh, helped us out a tremendous amount and make sure you you, um, go over to fantasy six pack.net slash plan to become an all access member. The fantasy baseball season is almost here. We are two weeks away. It is almost here. It is time to get on and get access to our draft cheat sheets Uh, which I will be updating tonight or tomorrow with the new projections. I did the latest ADP last night, so uh, all of that will be there. And then we have the most accurate rankings in the industry on our site. Keith Lott, number one in the fantasy baseball draft rankings. I was number six. Travis was number 10, the only site to have three in the top 10 over there on Fantasy Pros. So if you want access to our full rankings, you need to go become an all access member to see those. And then best of all, guys, honestly, I think this is the best value of it all. We have a discord channel, which is going to have like, it's, it's free. So if you go to the site and you find the link to the discord there, it's free to join and there's some, some rooms there, you know, we're all talking, having a good time, you guys can talk amongst yourself, whatever. Um, and then we've got premium channels where we, we share special content. We do AMAs and all that stuff. And you can ask. Us specific league questions for your league that our analysts will answer. Uh, so that's it to my opinion, that's invaluable. Like all season long, you're gonna have access to us to ask us trade questions, waiver questions, you know, start sit stuff. But anyway, fantasy sixpack.net slash plans use promo code f6pmlb for 15% off. All the links will be in the show description so make sure you check those out if you need them and then again the football season yeah, baseball season's almost here and uh if you haven't done so already uh, you, you need to do it you need to switch your leagues to fan tracks it's it's the best place to play fantasy baseball in my opinion aj do you agree i'm scanning, I'm scanning my league because yeah. i'm back up in the uh fantasy six-pack series here, yeah so. it is it is absolutely not the best to place to play yeah um i mean other than it just being the best place to play they've got tons of giveaways uh, that, that they're doing if you move your league over. One is they're handing out a Vlad Guerrero signed jersey. Nice. The other one is they will send you and your league mates to a game of your choice anywhere. They pay for the entire thing. It's like up to $1,000 or something awesome. like that. I just heard your ding of the, yeah. the draft go off <laughs> here because we're we're connected to the same mic and the same audio. <laughs> so I'm hearing his computer audio. It's driving me nuts, actually. Um, but uh anyway Fantrax is a place to play it really is the most customizable settings for free Fantracks.com slash fantasy six pack and create your free account today um so without further ado though let's jump into our show here and bring on our guest michael schneider a uh fantasy baseball analyst for fantasy six pack you do our tremendous prospect rankings are uh those are Phenomenal. You just launched those what like a week ago?
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. For
1: this year, the the in you know, the new crop. And uh you'll be updating those all season long along with some articles, uh kind of sprinkled in to, to give some updates as well. So how you doing tonight, man? Great, how are you? Good, good. Doing well, doing well. Welcome aboard. <laughs> Thank you. Uh so we're gonna be covering pitchers, but we should do our favorite segment first, and that is beer of the week. Mm. Beer. Uh-huh. All right, Michael, <laughs> what you got for us tonight?
3: Yeah, we get us uh foreign extra stout yeah. St. Patrick's Day tomorrow.
0: Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, yeah, man. That's the way to roll. That's why I'm sporting the green. green. Yeah. Support the green for the uh, the raglan here. <laughs> uh, I myself am drinking a, a local to Joe, a place I've uh, been to as well, the Brookville Beer farm. Mm-hmm. This is a limited edition. It's called Meadows Mist. It's a hazy IPA with Galaxy. Oops, sorry, Galaxy and Mosaic <laughs> hops. Uh, Turn heard... the little spindle on my chair. Yep. Yeah, yeah this squeak. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Duly notice. <laughs> the things we learn when we record together. Uh, yeah, hazy IPA, Galaxy Mosaic. It's uh, it's pretty pretty tasty. Dave, we know. Oh, Thank thanks, you. Dave. We know. Yeah, do you want to you want to come right here? Come <laughs> oh right no, here. no. <laughs> Dave,
1: Dave, Eddie, commenting that we look very cute sitting. Plenty in of room church. for so, you, Dave. Uh, yeah, lean back. Your leg may have enough room, you, but I don't you, know if the camera has enough room. You and uh, oh man, shots fired. <laughs> your baby belly. <laughs> all right, yeah. Um, all right. So I'm drinking a Kushwa. This is what you had on the show last week, I believe. right? Yep. Uh, the you brought you brought me your, your it's last strong. one burn slow (laughs) new england style triple ipa and uh it is definitely a triple ipa it uh it tastes like a triple ipa it's heavy it's yeah it's pungent it's it's good it's just it's very strong this will be a slow sipper yes slower and that's now i know where the name comes from oh yeah cheers man
0: (laughs) cheers on camera (laughs)
1: All right. So let's jump into things here, Michael. So we're going to start with starting pitching and then do some relievers at at, near the end, but with our starting pitching, uh, we're just going to ask a generic strategy question to start here. And you know, kind of, what is your, you know, you're going into a draft your your typical strategy for attacking the starting pitching position. Um, And, you know, I know you play a little bit on NFBC as well. So maybe kind of give us the difference for your pitching strategy when it comes to like, you know, your, your home league, that's like, that might be 12 teams and then like the NFB style, NFBC style, like 15 teamers and break it down that way.
3: Well, I think in a, in an NFBC style league, you, you really can't afford to get too far behind. Uh, so you, so you have to make sure that, that you're taking three to four um hit starting pitchers for every, every 10 rounds. Uh, whereas like, for example, I'm in the, um, in the fantasy six pack, uh, 12 team league on, on fan tracks. And it, in that league, I'm really focusing on, on offense. I, I got two top starting pitchers and DeGrom and Woodruff. I got a couple up in commerce uh, and, uh, Grayson Rodriguez and, and, and Brown on uh, the Astros and as well as Lizardo. But um, I'm really keeping my start, my starting pitching to a minimum in that league, focusing on offense and going to do a uh, planning to do a lot of streaming during the season, looking at matchups.
1: Yeah, no, that makes, that makes sense. Um, you know, like I, I've been kind of doing the same thing. It, it feels like even, even in the 15 team, like NFBC stuff, I, I tend to go, you know, I want to get at least like one top end arm, at least one, just like anchor. And then I might back it up with like, maybe, you know, like a, a guy, a tier or two later to kind of just get a solid foundation. And then I'm just, I'm picking and choosing, you know, like I, I just try to find guys that aren't going to destroy my ratios yeah. later yeah. as the draft goes on. Like that's always been a big bugaboo for me, especially in like the industry leagues, TGFBIs, and and, and stuff like that. I, I, I tend to go for like the high upside, you know, high strikeout guys. And then they just blow up and my, my ERAs in like four and a half. And I'm just like, all right, I'm, I'm out <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> done.
1: So, you know, go, I tend to, I tend to target, you know, a couple lockdown guys who I can totally trust the entire season. And then, you know, I, I hope I can trust them all year long, but you know, the guys that I sprinkle in throughout the draft, I just try to go for ratios more, more than anything. AJ, what what you got?
0: Yeah, that that's kind of how I look at it too. I, I definitely like to have one strong anchor pitcher um in, in the fantasy six pack series league. I you know, I kind of got on the wrong end of the, the first big run of pitching. Um, but I still ended up with Woodruff, um, who was on my my list of you know those first couple tier guys I wanted to get. Um so I ended up with him. I was happy with that. Um you know, and then I got hit on the back end of another one. But, you know, so I, I don't necessarily love my pitching there, but I kind of went hard on hitters. Um, really what I'm looking for in that league, though, is is because it's Roto, I'm looking for the Ks. I'm looking for the good ratios. Um, and I like to, you know, we're talking about pitching in general, so starters and relievers. I like to load up on relievers. Um, depending on the league setup, because I'm not too worried about wins in most of my leagues anymore. Um, you know, we're doing the QA three in, in quality appearance. Yeah. yeah, Three. So, you know, quality starts is starting to go by the wayside now, too. Um, so I, I like finding those late flyer guys that, you know, when they get blown up, it can hurt you, but, um, you know, at the same time, if it's if it's only one inning or you know two innings max, and they do well, then your ratios are right in line where they need to be. Um, as long as they can keep control down and you know keep the damage down, so it it, I, it seems like I'm different every every league I do. It depends on if it's points or or Roto or whatnot. Well, yeah, I think I think typically yeah. we're we're talking
1: categories. Yeah, points yeah. leagues is a completely different ball game. In, in in my opinion. So
0: um all right, moving on. All right. So speaking of number one guys here, this top tier or so, like I said, we got Cole, we got Burns, we got Alcantara, Woodruff, Strider. Etc. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Just yeah, listen a few is, names and stopped. <laughs> these are the, the the usual suspects that we're seeing here. So um I, I mean who's the top starting pitcher that you're most likely
3: to draft? Uh, this year and,
0: and why,
3: Michael. Well, I was in this very position yesterday in a draft championship um, that it was in It's the second round, the 18th pick of the overall, and no pitcher had been off the board. And I went back and forth with Cole and Burns, and finally drafted uh, Cole. Uh, I just think he's the the, the floor is, is is higher for him. He's um, just so, so steady. He's going to get the strikeouts. He's yeah. had good health, so in my opinion, it's Cole. <laughs> Dave, you hate pitchers.
1: <laughs> and uh, it, it was—I was actually listening to—and it went up today the on deck circle pod uh, with uh, Jason and Nick. Uh, Nick has this. We've heard all heard of like zero RB. He is legit doing zero pitcher. Which is hilarious. funny strategy, like, <laughs> I'll see Some that. of the <laughs> some of the pitchers he gets, like he's like, I will not take a pitcher in the first like eight or nine rounds, and you're like, whoa. But he still gets some solid arms because he slows his entire offense, and then, and then he just then he can just go pitcher, 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 and yeah. he starts getting a bunch of those like middle tier guys, and like at the end, you're like, that's. Probably not gonna work, but it's it's interesting to see.
2: the
0: um, worst,
1: worst idea I've seen. <laughs> I um, don't know if I'd say it's the
0: best either, but
1: but yeah, Michael. So it's funny that you mentioned like the Cole and Burns argument. Um, I know um, there's a there's a lot of people out there that are like, no, it's it's hands down, it's Burns. Cole wasn't good last year or whatever. Like he, you know, it kind of regressed a little bit last year. People were frustrated with him. I was early I, but he was still solid. Yeah, I mean late, just the so. strikeout numbers he gives you makes his overall value like it it carries him. Yeah. Just enough to where it puts him over still in my opinion. Um and it seems like you agree with that, Michael.
3: Yeah, he he uh one one thing I noticed last year, was he he had outings where it seemed like he was in complete control and uh in good shape and then all of a sudden he would have a, a really bad inning. But I, I still think that that um, you, you can't go wrong with with Cole. That overall, he's going to put up big numbers for the year.
0: Yeah, he he was my uh, my keeper and just ran out of contract time with him. So kind of kind of sad to see him yeah. go. But I'm interested to see how this this year goes though. Because it is the first year. There's we a, got
1: a to, lot of. Like, I mean, I had to throw back Acuna and Eloy and a <laughs> lot of retreats. Next year is going to be even more interesting. I was going through it and there's a lot of other dudes who have the three. Yeah. And I'm like, this is fun. This is what I was waiting for. I knew this would be the fun part. Um, So a guy that we specifically left off that SP one conversation. just a second ago is Jacob deGrom. Now I think we all agree that yes, he is an SP one when he's on the field. The problem is, is he hasn't been on the field, right? He's, pitched a total of 28 games in the last three seasons combined. How do you – like, what is your thought process on him in drafts? Like, are you just like, I'm out because he's still going. It's like, in some cases, like, fifth, sixth, seventh pitcher off the board. Like, he's still going very, very high where, you know, that injury risk is also very high with him.
3: Sure. Sure. I – the w- one draft that I've gotten him in this year. Well, actually, I've gotten him two two drafts. Well, the the first one was in a draft championship uh, where he was available in the third round, and I, I thought it, at that point it made sense to to take him. Uh, and then I I also drafted him in the fantasy six pack uh, draft where uh, we'll we'll have a, a an injured list. If he gets so he can, if yeah. he gets hurt, he can just put him on the injured list. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that that definitely helps. I mean, he is, I mean, arguably the best pitcher in baseball when he's on the field. I mean, he's—I don't think there's much of an argument. He, he yeah, is. I mean, he's yeah. absolutely dominant when he when he's on the field. It's just, um, I know in a in a dynasty league that I'm in, my team's kind of crummy, and so I, I started the rebuild process last year, and I have had Degrom and sold him for like Volpe. And so some other like top, top end prospects. I mean, I think I got like Volp and Corbin Carroll out of that trade. It was pretty phenomenal. (laughs) It was like, (laughs) okay. Um, So (laughs) I I definitely pulled the trigger on that one. But I mean, it's tough. Like him and then Chris Sale I sold this year too for a couple other top end prospects. I mean, those guys won me so many championships because I had both of them. I mean, for the years, they were just like utterly dominant. So it's just, it's tough to... For me, it's a tough pill to swallow to like draft him almost knowing that the injury is coming at some point with him. And then you're just like, Man, I just burnt my third round pick or fourth round pick at worst on a guy who might, you know, as of lately gotten has given you what not even ten starts in a season. That's 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 the tough pill to swallow. So that's yeah. I have I mean, passed on him and let somebody else jump on that possible grenade and taking some of these other guys who are not as good, but are going to be just fine and probably on the field more.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's crazy to think, you know, take his rookie year out of this. And then every year after that, so 2015 up till last year, there's only two years that he still hasn't been in the Cy Young voting. I mean, that's, that says a lot, especially because, you know, with the last three years, he just hasn't played. So, uh, I'm sorry, the last two, but then, no, yeah, three. 2020 is in there. So that kind of, yeah. Yeah, he was he, still hurt, though. Negates <laughs> it a little bit. Yeah, but he was but still yeah, hurt. He was still. But, you know, 20, 2018, 2019, he wins the Scion. Uh, you know, he leads the leagues in strikeouts in 2019. Uh, leads uh, leads league and ERA and an eight team. I mean 255 and then 1.7. I mean 1.7 ERA. That is unheard of, I feel like. And yeah, that was, that was pretty even that guys was that here. that are getting into the twos at this point which there I don't think there's many. I mean low threes I feel like is is good now. So I'm also uh, on board with just letting him, letting him go somewhere else, and uh, and just taking my luck somewhere else. So, um, two guys who I think I'd take before him, maybe, or but also in that conversation of injury, kind of in the now. same, yeah, same uh, same category here. One, uh, you know, his former teammate, Mister Max Scherzer, and uh, last year's Cy Young winner, just Verlander. I mean, when are the wheels going to fall off of these guys? Former teammates, both Cy Young, both solid pitchers throughout their careers. Is, it, is this the year? Is this the year that they just fall flat?
3: Well, Ver- Verlander had a, a spring training game. I think it was, I think had, it was yesterday where he looked completely dominant. Um, I think he had eight strikeouts. He, Tom Brady of
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> 40 years old. I mean, is that people. it? Is that what you got? To, you just got to marry a supermodel. And then you're like, that. <laughs> yeah, you're in swimsuit editions for years. And they do know how to stay now, young. Now I, <laughs> now I, now I get to look at you in person. Um, I don't know sorry to interrupt michael but that 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 had to be said the tom brady references the models
3: i don't know yeah i mean they're, they're both so so smart and they they re- really um just very very tough and just, just seem to will sometimes just will themselves to the discuss. i mean so
0: where are you are you okay targeting these guys at their ADP, or you know do you do you see if you know are are you okay jumping a little earlier than ADP to get one of them?
3: Uh, I I haven't not gotten much much this year. I had I got uh, Scherzer in, in one one draft where I thought he went late. That was back back in November. I think it was in the fifth round. Um, and um i haven't got any any shares of Burlander of uh this year um it's just been more uh been um focused on on um woodruff has been the the guy that i've really been targeting targeting this year
2: yeah
3: yeah the uh i'll tell you the
1: the cheat sheet um doesn't like them as much as the adp does so i have not gotten very many shares of either one. Um, so, and I guess maybe it's, you know, some of the projections, maybe build in some of the possible, possible regression with, with age and injuries and things like that. It does like Scherzer a lot more. So he might, if I do get one, it would probably yeah. be him. Um, my gut tells me though, Verlander is probably the one to go after more. Just like, he's just, he was so damn good last year. Like, where. Crazy to think that you know you're talking about crazy ERAs 1.75 last year. I mean, he did he pulled to he the gram. <laughs> like that he was did it like that man. was and he did it at 39. That's absolutely insane to, to think about. So um, I think both of these guys are ultimately gonna be fine. Um he just I mean, it is always in the back of your mind like when when will it when year. will it fall off? And 37. And now I. I'm of the I'm of the mindset where I'd rather be a year too early in not buying in than a year too late. Like I don't want to I don't want to take the risk on a on a 40 year old pitcher um, <laughs> that early in a draft where I know there's other guys going around him who could be very very good and productive. Yeah, and then all of a sudden like oh he's not very good and then you look at it like oh well. Duh, we should have saw that coming. I mean, he was 40. Like I did, I think geez. this was gonna not be this way. <laughs> that, that's that's kind of my thought process there. But yeah, ultimately, I, I do really think they're gonna be perfectly fine and very, very productive pitchers. Um, so
0: I, I mean Scherzer, Scherzer's Scherzer's are still sitting under a three Ra every year except 2020, uh back to 2015. Um well, say so he's been having like random injury problems he's too. He's been like getting, he's got little ticky tack things that cross like almost time year. I mean, I mean, he's Kershaw. only, he pitched 145 and a third last year, yep. um, 2021. Obviously he was out a lot, uh, only had 68 and a third. So yeah, I mean, he's kind of like, he hasn't pitched 200 innings since 18. Um, I feel like he he started having it like was, neck problems or whatever. Yeah, was that what it was? That's what it was. What, what it was. Uh, so there is always
1: really that concern that those down. are going to keep coming up. And as somebody who's got neck and back problems, I know that they just keep coming back, and they're very very hard to get rid of. But yeah, let's move on here. Um, you know, uh, there's two different guys here, and and two different two in my opinion very different injuries. Uh, but Lance McCullers and Joe Musgrove, two very talented pitchers when they're on the field. Um, but both dealing with injuries, Joe Musgrove has the toe, and he's, he is now starting to, like, ramp up and throw off a mound, so maybe he's closer. Lance McCullers has not even started throwing it, and so, you know, he's he's been dealing with injuries for, it feels like, forever. Yeah. Um, you know, where are you comfortable drafting some of these already injured pitchers, you know, knowing that they are very – they, you could draft them at a huge discount in drafts right now. Um, are you interested in taking on guys like that, or are you just like a hard pass if they're already injured? I'm just going to start. I'm just going to start the year healthy with with my team.
3: Well, if you get a good enough discount, you you certainly have to consider them. I don't think the the injury to Musgrove is 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 going to have too much of an impact on a, on his season. He you know he may lose a few starts in, in April, but um, I think he should be good good to go um, after that. Um, McCollers is, is, you know, is much more of a, a question, and I would need much more of a, a, a much larger discount before I would consider. Yeah,
1: he it. went yeah. super late in my Razz Slam League to the point where, like, I had already drafted Musgrove. I drafted like a Garrett Whitlock, and I'm looking at, I'm looking at McCallers still, and it's like the late 20th, 20ish rounds, and I'm like, oh. I mean, there's nothing else on the board, but like, can I take on another injured player in a best ball format? Like, that seems really tough for me to pull the trigger on. I'm, I might regret it, but it just feels like we literally have no idea when he's when he's going to come back. Um, and you know, we, we just know he's dealing with a strain of the forearm muscle, like very low grade. But I mean, when you hear like strain of the f- forearm, you mind goes straight to Tommy John. So like, yeah. he just never know um i mean he he dealt with injuries last year um for pretty much the entire season so that was again he just doesn't seem like he's all the way back i'm kind of out on my callers uh musgrove he's still discounted because people still just see that injury note next to his name and they panic and they don't want to do it but uh, i'm much more inclined to draft him the only worry and I, and i want to get your thought on this is like it is his plant foot toe so you wonder like he could he like totally aggravate that you know very easily in a game if he just like steps yeah. wrong or slips or something like that and then we're you know he's right back on the il or something
3: yeah i mean sure that's uh i guess it's a possibility um but i'm sure they have uh good doctors and going to make sure that he's uh, fully healthy before before he takes the Mm -hmm. mound because it's a long season and uh yeah the games in april um are um not important in the scheme of the the whole season
2: yeah
1: and i mean uh jason and i just did um adp movers uh shows that are up on our youtube channel and he was one of the ones who his round value has dropped like well his adp has dropped like 20 something spots since march so maybe it's going up now that we're hearing good news, but as of a couple of days ago, it was still overall down like 20 something spots. So, and he's over he's in like the hundred 110 range for ADP. And I felt like, I feel like that's a very, very good value for Joe Musgrove. Yeah. it is. Um,
0: <clears throat> yeah. I, I like Musgrove's value where it's coming in right now. The thing that worries me with him is that he may miss these, you know, April games. Well, last year, I mean he was unstoppable in stories. April and March you know he had a 12 and a half strikeouts per win uh you know and it dropped significantly to 367 for May back up a little bit in June 425 uh you know July went back down August it came back up but September October it was it was down again so he started off super hot last year yes he did and then he he just faded um yeah the the summer months were not kind to him no so (laughs) i i mean that that worries me a little bit um but if i can get him at a discount hope that he still comes back and shows those signs you know again and then trade him (laughs) i'm okay doing that and if i you know if i miss the boat and he ends up being solid all year long yeah I'm okay with that uh, i'll I'll be able to to live with myself so speaking of uh injury bounce backs though we've got we've got some potential for a couple of these guys we're looking at you know a Lizardo. we got a glass now uh, granted he's already hurt again Yeah, That's we, really, we back in like, January so, so we didn't <laughs> know that was gonna happen but that um, was uh unfortunate you know you got Peralta Chris sale even. Um, you know, of these guys or, or, or any other injury bounce back candidates that you're looking at, um, I mean, are you, are you targeting any of them or are you just seeing if you can get a discount on them? I think sale is,
3: is a, is a pitcher that I'm targeting. Uh, yeah, he, he had Tommy John surgery, um, back in, uh, 2020, he came back towards the end of 2021. And then he last year he had like three fluke injuries, none of which were related to his arm, and he he looks very sharp uh, in, in spring training. So I, I think he's somebody who could return to the you know the the dominant pitcher that that he was um, yeah you know, you know, prior to 2020. So he's definitely somebody I'm targeting. Uh, Lizardo is, is is another pitcher that I think is um, is very interesting. He was a a top prospect. Who really, when he reached the majors, he struggled for the first couple of years. Got traded to his hometown Marlins, and um, really pitched pretty well last year, although he didn't get a whole lot of wins to show for it. Um, but he's still yeah. still very young young. in good WBC That's the WBC. Sorry, I called parents. <laughs> Uh, uh, and, and glass now you know he's you you pretty much know what you're going to get from him you're not going to get a whole lot of innings he's going to but it's going to be quality innings with a lot of strikeouts so i wouldn't expect him to pitch more than 100 to 120 innings but um he, he may may strike may
1: out may not even get that this minutes. year yeah. we don't even know um yeah i really like lazardo i had him for <clears throat> quite a bit of the season last year um until he eventually got hurt and then just kind of i didn't know throw him away unfortunately but he he definitely was at like post-hype sleeper like everybody just you know was out on him completely i mean when you have a six era in 2021 that's you're you're not going to get drafted the next season that's for damn sure and so but uh he came in and, and pitched very very well um i do think people are still just you know they're hesitant on him for whatever reason, and and I'm I'm not I'm I'm, I'm buying in for sure. Uh,
0: I, I want as much of him as I can, and uh, so I I definitely am on board with Lazardo as well. I had him in a dynasty league, <clears throat> excuse me, long you know years ago. Got him when he first was back with Oakland and i just sat on him because i just wanted to see what this guy could do and was super pumped about it um but the injuries just slowed him down and then the you know the trade and then the just poor performance um so i was happy to see him go to miami um and really looking at what he did last year uh, i i'm buying in on him again um I think that he's he's worth the risk, especially with where his ADP is right now. Yeah, it's pretty low. It's in, it's around
1: the the one. Look at the TGI right now. This is a uh, NFBC, or actually, sorry, this is Fantrax ADP. It's one twenty six. Yeah, um, I can switch that around and find NFBC. It'll tell me here in a second. Um, NFBC is one forty nine, so not quite as not quite as high there. So. Yeah. Definitely, definitely worth it pulling the trigger there. I feel like he's got a a lot higher of a ceiling than most of the pitchers going around him, so I do like that a lot. Um, so, looking at some guys here too that um, you know we're really, really good and just don't seem like they're getting you know the the draft value this year doesn't really represent what they have been producing. And Dylan Cease is one. Um, adp seems fairly low for a guy who I mean, he struck out 225 batters each of the last two seasons um, 226 one year and 225 I think last year um, really really nice ratios last season to go along with it yet like the adp is outside of that like elite range. you would think he would be jumping in with you know the striders and and the stuff like that but he's not he's like after most of those guys it feels like what do you do you agree with that and if so why and 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 if not also why
3: (laughs) i think what most people are looking at are are his kind of his underlying numbers in the second half of last year where he is um his babbitt was he had a very low babbitt um he um, got very lucky with, with men left on base and um not getting many uh ground balls. Um I I I have not drafted him in the last couple of years back in 2021 when he kind of emerged. I had him in a few places. Uh, but I there's just and for me there's just pitchers in that range that, that I like more than, than than Cease.
0: I had him I had him last year and in a points league and he ended up being my anchor really uh he was awesome and I had somebody actually a couple of guys that were just hounding me all year long trying to trade and get them from me and I'm like no I can't (laughs) like this is all I have uh you know I, I went heavy hitting and and it didn't pan out as much as I wanted it to but he was he was worth it to me uh, yeah. then. And I, I still think that, you know, Chicago is a decent enough team that he'll be able to get quality starts uh, or appearances. Um, the wins may kind of suffer, but I don't know, though. I mean, that, they, if that team stays healthy, they're going to be good. Exactly. So that, that's, that's the thing. That's what I'm worried about, and, you know, because that's what we've seen from, you know, the Roberts and, and Eloys in the outfield. Um, they don't have a Abreu anymore. So I could see that taking a little bit of a downturn, but I still think, I mean, he he's in an upper tier for me personally. Um, probably not, you know, top two, maybe even top three, but he's right around three, four for me.
1: Yeah, I mean to me, like I, I understand, Michael, what you're saying about the about the you know, the Babip was was like ridiculously low at two two sixty left on base was pretty high at eighty two percent. So all all there and, and that you, you can see that right in like the the FIPS and the xfips FIPS, you know, they're above three and, and his ERA this year is projected to be above three. I, I mean I could easily see that. Um you know, I also just know that that's actually a pretty good defensive team there. Like if they are healthy. So like, yeah, they're going to lose the shift. And so that's, that's going to hurt, but that's going to hurt everybody. And, you know, even if he goes from like a two, two to like a three, one era, still pretty good. especially with those strikeout numbers you're getting, I feel like he belongs in the conversation of maybe not top 10, but just outside of it with the pitching conversation, but he seems to be getting dropped even farther than that. And, and, i i personally don't really see him like just totally just falling off a cliff and, and being just mediocre like it feels like some people think but do each their own
0: um yeah so next up all right so next up we are focusing on mr shane mcclanahan um and alec manoa so we're talking about these guys being you know top starting pitching targets this season but who will be who we're actually talking about <laughs> next season like did these like two very well <laughs> no you did not and <laughs> I managed to get way better through it than <laughs> sentence structure means nothing um
1: it's what you did to me last last week <laughs> robert de Cunha, you jerk <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, a couple a,
3: a couple pitchers that I think will be um, going high uh, next year. Uh, one is Grayson Rodriguez. Uh, he's yep. yet to make his major league debut, but he, he should be starting the year with the Orioles. And um, he he's j- just has everything you look for in a, in a pitching prospect. Uh, he's got f- four, four, Above average pitches and um, good command, and uh, he, he's he's ready. And um, it, you know, this this year I think it's just a question of how many innings the Orioles are going to let him pitch.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, uh, but I, I think um, n- next year he'll 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 be um, going in the in, in the top hundred, I think. And uh, the other guy I would mention is Hunter Brown on the the Astros. Uh, I, I think he he's another guy who looks like he's ready to emerge as a as a top starter
1: definitely gonna get his chance with McCullers. yeah yeah on, on the uh on the injured list to start the year most likely um yeah no I, I like i like both of those names and clearly O's fans here uh we we like to hear grayson rodriguez talk something interesting and, and this is off script so uh tell me to screw off if you don't want to answer it but mm-hmm. um you mentioned, you know, you mentioning like kind of prospect guys and the, the limited innings. Are those guys that you will target in drafts? Uh, you know, expecting them to pitch well when they're in there, and then you're just gonna you'll figure it out when they finally get shut down, or like willing to kind of eat the weeks where they, you know, they get their start skipped or whatever. Or do you just avoid them because you don't want that headache of having to deal with the the innings limit?
3: Again, I think you, you got to look at, at what type of league you're in. I, I drafted both uh, Grayson Rodriguez and and Hunter Brown in the in the fantasy six pack league, uh, okay. Because um um in that league we have an innings an innings limit that, that we have to focus on right um yeah. so um yeah I can afford to to have a couple pitchers if they give quality <laughs> innings but um are, are limited. Uh, Whereas in in an NFBC uh, format, I'm probably discounting them more than um, where where I'm not going to be in a position where I'm going to be getting them a whole lot.
2: Okay. No,
1: no, fair enough. Yeah, I know in like, in our, like AJ and I play in in the, in the original fantasy six pack league, it's like a couple of fans and and now a bunch of uh, analysts from the site and it's head to head categories. And so they're nice those pitchers can be very good for you like during the season and they'll get you to the playoffs. And then it's like, once you hit the playoffs, they could get shut down. And then it's just kind of like, well, crap. Now what do I do? So they're tough to, they're tough to roster those leagues too. Um, Even though we don't have an innings limit per se, um, it's just, they're just, they're not there to get you the championship, but they got you to the playoffs and that's tough to, that's tough to deal with as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Let's dig a little deeper here though. You know, we've talked about the ceases and, and, you know, the Coles and the burns and all that kind of stuff, dig a little deeper here. And, you know, there's some very young talented pitchers who are going a little bit later, um, have had small sample size, uh, and, but mostly successful, uh, some names that just popped in my head when I was writing this question, you know, Tristan McKenzie, um, his last year was good, years before that kind of not so much, but George Kirby, Hunter Green, Nick Lodolo, those types of players. Um, <clears throat> who, do you, who Do you like targeting those types of players that the sample size of success is small and expecting it to just get better, or, or do you want more established guys, especially at that range of the draft?
3: Like last year, McKenzie was a guy that I had quite a bit um because he was going late like, and like not and at all I, <laughs> yeah uh, yeah I, I thought that um yeah he was a especially in that organization um it, cleveland's great with with pitchers and um he uh, he was really good in in the minors um mm-hmm. he was but mm-hmm. like at his at his last year's price i liked him quite a bit but i don't like him too much uh this year at, <laughs> at his price now uh yeah, L- Lodolo is is a guy that I I think it has the potential to be very good, but that you know that pitching in a in a hitter's park with not a great offense, so, so you have to take that into consideration. Um, Hunter Green is is um, kind of a, a very he can be uh, very spectacular, but he he can also be inconsistent. Um, sometimes his, he loses his command, um, so. I, I find other people are reaching for him um, earlier than I would want to take him, and um, I, I haven't got too many shares of, of Kirby either. Uh, I, I, I I do like him, but um, I, I I'm kind of concerned about how many innings he's he's going to pitch as, as well.
0: Yeah, of these guys, I I feel like I'm the most comfortable with McKenzie. Um, Maybe followed by Green, Ladolo burned me last year because I grabbed him, and then he was terrible, and I dropped him, and then he started lighting things up a little bit. So thank you for that drop, yeah, by the way. You're welcome. I won you're the welcome. league with him. Yep, yep. <laughs> it was all part of my master plan yes. to uh, have you win again. Uh, not really, but um, how many, how many was that? Three, three. Every year we've done it. Nah. No, 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 no dude. That leaves me going on forever. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, this, is, yeah, 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 no, no, mind. Um, so, I don't know. I, I, the Chicago, or Chicago, the Cincy thing does kind of scare me with the ballpark. Um, and because I saw it last, uh, you know, last year. But I, I do have like a sneaky liking for Ladolo. I, I don't know. Maybe he's going to be like that weird, you know, can't quit this guy, sort of thing, for me mm-hmm. for this year. You've got to think um, those players that I go like, damn yeah. it, Tristan. Just like, why do I do this myself every time? Um,
1: but, Lane Thomas, yeah.
0: This so is
1: my, my guilty pleasure and super deeply,
0: yeah. And I think the 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 safest bet out of this is is Tristan. Um, you know, it's also a, the most expensive, unfortunately. Well, yeah, but. I,
1: yeah, I like him too. The, the, the stuff is there, but yeah. he, he will cost you quite a bit.
0: So um, speaking to these, uh, these guys here, we're, we're also looking at what are some of your other favorite late round targets?
3: I think the the, my number one late round target would be Reed Detmers of, of the angels. Uh, he he's a, a former first round draft pick out of uh university of Tennessee is that, um, has a really good arm. He's made a lot of progress. Uh, he's made some improvements to to his slider, uh, in the last year. And I, I think he's ready to, to take off. Um, Alex Cobb is, is a, um, he's been yes. around for a long time. Yes, that was one of my, uh, he, he's got a, um, he seems to be, be healthy and seems to, um, have his, um, pitches, uh, in, in good shape at, at this point. Um,
1: Pitching in San Fran never hurts. Yeah. yeah he was, Although this he year was they have power. that,
3: they have a really questionable defense, which may be an issue. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, he's, I feel like he's always had questionable defenses though. Um, I, I mean, he's had questionable injury history. Uh, I, I've, he's one of those guys though. Like a Lodolo is like my, my OG. I'm a sucker for your somehow yeah. skills. Um, I do like Cobb this year, though. Too.
3: Yeah. Hi. Yeah. Another one who I, I guess I'm a sucker for all the time is um, Eduardo Rodriguez. <laughs> yeah,
1: I've gotten a couple he, shares of him. Yeah.
3: Yeah. He's um, yeah. He, he, he had some off the field issues last year, and it, it um, definitely impacted his, his season. But um, he, he seems to be um, healthy and and in in good shape this year, uh, and and he's uh, going real late. So um, you're I feeling really good this good spring team. so far, too, Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. good to
1: hear. Um, I got a couple, and they played for the same team. And I mentioned one earlier, but Garrett Whitlock is one. And uh, uh Brian Bello, his teammate. Um I know Bello didn't really, you know, show signs of being a good pitcher last year. Uh He had a couple games here and there, but overall it wasn't a very good – a good season for him, but um I like I like his skill set. I think he can be really, really good and he's basically free in drafts like your standard drafts. He's he's going free in MPC, obviously. Deeper deeper rosters, deeper leagues in general. But um those are both guys that I think can be very, very productive for you, especially at the cost that you uh that they that they will cost you there.
3: Cost yeah Be- oh, see, that's, that's Be- cool. i know Bellow's had some some injury issues in spring training uh, so he's probably going to start the year on the iL yeah and yeah.
1: Whitlock might yeah. too but um hopefully hopefully you can stash him or just you know maybe wait on bellow don't worry about
3: drafting him and then just pick him up because in you know your
1: home leagues, yeah. he probably he, he might go undrafted yeah 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 the it's thing
3: cool. i like about Bellow is that um as, as a prospect uh he was a much improved pitcher in 2021. And then he uh, also um, got much better um, in 2022 at the beginning of the year um, when he uh, got to the upper minors. So uh, he, he is a guy that, that shown the the ability to to get better.
0: All mm-hmm. um, right, move on to relief pitching yeah, here. So know, for starters, so. got a
3: got a
1: few questions here for relief pitchers, and um, start again with your with your strategy for the, you know, when we say relief pitchers, I guess we'll, we'll just go with the standard saves, like not saves holds, not things like that. I know those are becoming a little more trendy and I prefer them, but yeah, just, just go with like the closer strategy. How do you target or when you enter a draft, what is, what is your mindset going in? Maybe it doesn't always work, but you know, this is what I want to do. What do you, what do you think there?
3: I, I normally try to get one of the top, top closers and uh, I typically will, we'll have two closers in, in, in the top 10. It uh, oh, doesn't okay. always work um, mm-hmm. some out, but uh, yeah, I, I've, I've been, been burned uh, where um, I, I didn't have closers and uh, either spend all your money in fab on yeah. trying to get closers or in a, in a draft championship, you, you're basically stuck, and uh, you just fall, you find yourself dropping in the standings.
1: Yeah, it, it is tough, um, and I agree with you, especially in those those large field, uh, you know, NFBC leagues or any league that has fab in general. Getting top guys there so you're not chasing saves yeah. all year long um, is a safe way to go. And it's probably, you know, it, it is a good draft strategy. Um, I look at it this way, though. In my opinion, you're probably not winning with that strategy because then it forces you to pass on so much other talent. Yeah. The way you're going to win those large field tournaments is maybe drafting one anchor closer, you know, probably in the top 10 ish. Right. I think we can all agree. Uh, yeah. Presley, Hesley Range-ish is probably like the 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 spot where everybody's going, that's kind of like where we really feel safe. Everybody above them is good. Um, and then maybe after that there's always some question marks. But you kind of have to luck into one, right? And so, like for tgfbi I went after a guy who we're gonna mention later, but I went after like Adam Phillips, right? I was just like, Well, let me just take a chance and then Later on in TGFBI, I went after his teammate, you know, and just was like, "Well, if he doesn't work, this maybe this other guy will." So, and you know, I just kind of took a chance. I was like the Dodgers are going to have a good closer. It's just a matter of figuring out which one it is, and so that's yeah. that's the way I went about it. Um, I'm I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just I just figure you, you've got to try to luck into the closer, uh, the second closer that's going to get you, you know, hopefully close to thirty. Excuse me. 30, uh, 30 saves. And I just, I tried to do the, the double closure thing earlier last year, and I just, the build of my team was not what
3: I was hoping it would be at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah no matter what you do, there's your opportunity cost. Your- yeah.
0: For- yeah. Uh, I mean, as I mentioned earlier, I definitely like having solid relievers, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean I need to go after. You know, two, three top closers. um, Because then I run into issues where I don't know which one to play, or I'll play the wrong one, especially in leagues where I only have those two, you know, RP spots and and just SP spots. In leagues where I actually have, you know, just a solid pitcher roster, then I'm good. Yeah. I can, I can. Just the nine pitching spots, which is pretty typical. I'm, I, at that point, I will lean in, I will get my anchor and then I'll wait a little bit and then then try to fill in and, and just not necessarily have to go for for another top 10 guy. If there's one sitting there where I like it, yeah, I I'll, I'll grab it and I, I won't be mad about it, but you know, like if if I had Edwin Diaz right now, <laughs> I'd be kind of mad about uh, it. So, leading yeah. into our next question here uh i mean now that he's injured in the uh the world baseball classic i mean there's kind of two questions here the one we have on the sheet uh, i'll ask first um you know who do you think is going to be the next man up in new york especially if they don't have lugo
3: i I think it's a david robertson it's yeah pretty clear guy and yeah um show Walters is definitely a manager who, who likes to have a, a, a one closer he's not a guy that goes with the committee uh,
2: so
1: yeah
3: I, I think Robertson's a guy to target
1: okay. yeah yeah I, uh, I got burned by that pretty bad I uh, I had I had Diaz in Raz Slam. and I am my strategy in Raz Slam is different from a lot of people I will actually target closers early because right. I do think there is a lot of value in closers that People don't really realize, and you know, everybody just looks at the innings pitch points and thinks, "Oh, that's what that's what you got to go after. You got to go after the starters." But relievers actually have a lot of value there, especially especially the really really good ones. Yeah. Um, so I got the best, <laughs> and I forgot Head. that I drafted him the best, and and the injury happened last night, and I was like, "Oh, whatever," blah, blah, blah. and I woke up this morning, and was like, "Oh, wait a minute, crap!" <laughs> but I, I I wasn't back up. Like my pick had already passed. Before the injury, and I woke up this morning, and of course Robertson and Adavino both gone within like an hour of the no injury. Time. They were like the next two picks, and I was just like, yeah. "Of course." I mean, so I took Brooks Rayleigh Rally or whatever his name is, just because I'm in round like 38 right now, and I don't have anybody else on the board. So it's like, sure, he'll probably get dropped in the first very the very first Fab run there.
0: Um, But I, I mean, he, I do agree. He, I think it is
1: Robertson too. I think he, yeah. he's definitely the
0: guy he he couldn't even walk off the field on his own. I mean, oh yeah, he like it was tore the ligament brutal, around his man. patella. Yeah. Like I, yeah. Yeah, he, tore, was... he tore the patellar tendon in his right knee Jeez. during the celebration. How many times have we seen that though where Kendrick's it's morales like, is... during the celebration where it's a player or the kicker for Tampa Bay all those years ago? He was a <laughs> brother or cousin. I remember that, uh, yeah. Grammatica was that his name? Martina, yeah, think so, yeah. yeah, that sounds right. That sounds right. <laughs> wow, I'm amazed I pulled that one out. Um, <laughs> but the second question here is a total sidebar on, on this, but do you think this will have an effect on the WBC and whether or not like they're going to keep playing it and sending guys? I mean, I know it's pretty much voluntary right for the guys to decide if they're going to play play or or not they don't have to so you know could this be something where you know this is going to affect contracts for for mlb and you know you can't skateboard uh, or do reckless skiing sports or whatever written into your contract obviously that's a little more you know in depth but do you think this has any bearing on the WBC and whether or not people will a want to play or b you know, if, if it will continue in or general, if teams are going to let them. <laughs> but, well, yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah. I think that's a bigger question. It, it seems like the, the players, uh, really are enthusiastic about it. You know, it's yeah. more a question of whether the, the, the teams, um, start to put a limit on it. Um, yeah, I, I, thought
2: that,
1: I saw a great quote, tough, and man. I don't remember who it was on Twitter that said it. And because a lot of people were asking that exact same question, AJ, yeah. and this guy was like, "Look, I'm going to put it to rest right now." Paul George, for the Olympic basketball team, broke his leg in practice, and there are still <laughs> tons of players who would drop everything and, and go play, play. play. Yeah. for. The Olympic basketball team, so like it, it, the injuries are going to happen. It sucks, obviously, um, but I mean it, it could have happened in spring training. It, it could have. Yeah. I mean he probably did, like bouncing up and down, and you know, well, yeah, you're not celebrating <laughs> a spring training win. Like, no, but yeah, that was a I hell mean, of he, a seven game, seven <laughs> inning game. I, I do wonder. I do wonder if they find a way to change the schedule of it so that it's not. Right up against the start of the season, type of thing, and so yeah, like if somebody does get hurt, they've got time to
0: recover oh, and, from it. But I don't you know what that at, would be. I mean, are you gonna do it in I December? Because where the hell, I mean, yeah, you'd have you're to gonna, like you're look, gonna do it in either domed stadiums, yeah. I mean, there's enough of them around. I mean, look where they're playing right now, Arizona. Um, you know, I know they played there, um, just. Yeah. They I mean, can, it, they can, I think the find... scheduling, I think scheduling would be something that, that
1: will get yeah. looked at for sure with, with it. Um, you know, I always think it's funny, like hockey with the, with the world championships and stuff and like the Olympics. Yeah. They, uh, or not the Olympics. They, no. Yeah. No. They, yeah. The Olympics, like, stop play. They basically yeah. are just like, okay. Well, everybody they, go to their countries? they did. I don't, yeah. But I mean, this kind of thing, like, I don't think it's going to go anywhere. I really don't, think. like, it, I personally don't watch it for whatever reason. I just don't. Um, but, it's, I see
0: the highlights. It's exciting. Yeah. I, I you mean, know, a lot I, of the, the, the times are not normally very, no, no they're yeah. not. And, and that's that part of it, too. Like, if they can get it in, see the problem with it going into yeah. Garrick, my, our friend Garrick here, um, I believe it would be
1: clubs will start banning playing in the World Baseball Classic unless it's a star that has more power. I could demand they be allowed to do so. Yeah. I mean, there probably will be I mean, more it's discussions. Be like, what is it?
0: The is it a ten and ten? Is that what it's called? Where they play for a team for X amount? Because Scherzer was one of them when before he traded. Like, he got you have ten years of service or whatever with those same club, and then you get to pick your oh, trade yeah. destination or oh, something. It's been a while since
1: I've, since I, I've heard that. I don't I don't remember exactly. Yeah. but yeah. But like um, that that could that could be that, that could be, be the, one of
0: those. Power players there. Great, great, great point, Gary. Yeah. So um, all right. So let's move it on here.
1: Um closer that I, I think is, is very interesting to discuss this year is Josh Hader. You know, obviously for years he was the hands down best closer in baseball. Um strikeouts were crazy high. Ratios were unbelievable, just racked up the saves. Every time he went in, you were like, game over. Okay. This is done. Last year was a completely different story with him. He struggled hard. Ended up getting traded. It, There were some signs of like, okay, maybe it was just like a little bump in the road. But it wasn't all smooth sailing, even when he got traded to San Diego. What is your thoughts on Hader? Because he's still going as like a top three, four reliever off the boards.
3: He had such a strange year last year where – he the first half of the year he was completely dominant. He was, he was the same, as, same guy, as good, yeah. as good as ever. Then he had about a six week stretch where he was terrible. I, I think he, I believe his, he, he had a baby who had may have had some health issues during yeah. that time. I, I heard that. Yeah, um, and, and he got traded in the middle of that, and but he bounced back. The the last he month did. he was dominant again, yep. and then in the playoffs he was really good. Uh, so,
0: Until San Diego decided not to use him yeah, against Bryce yeah. Harper. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, World Series. Yeah.
1: Sorry, pulling the Buck Showwater move and That's not playing right. in Britain when he should right. have. Yeah,
3: and lost the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll yeah. Never we'll back see back. if uh, the the Mets bring up Britain back. Or... <laughs> yeah, they're talking about it. I heard yeah. that. Might have to. Yeah, but I, I'm 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 drafting haters this year. I. I think it would be different if he kind of struggled throughout the year, but he, to me, he was himself his except for that six-week stretch where he was awful.
1: Yeah, once I dug into like I, I have, I have Hader in in one league. It's a, it's a dynasty league, and so I like <laughs> I don't know if it's just because I had him and watched him give me. It's a points league, so it was just like negative point after negative point after negative point outing <laughs> for like. Felt like two straight months, and you we were just like, "What in the hell is going on?" <laughs> and thankfully, my team sucked anyway. It's a total rebuild process right now, but um, so that just like stuck with me. And so this year, you know, when I'm when I'm doing my initial rankings, and you know, I use you know projection data and all this other stuff to like build my my rankings, I'm looking at it going like, "How in the hell is Hater this high?" Like this doesn't make any sense. So I had to I had to do my homework, and you're exactly right. Um, There was, there was a, you know, family health complication issue. And you just wonder if that was just enough of a distraction that he just couldn't really focus on pitching. Um, And, you know, we, and then you do see the the success in September and then throughout the playoffs. I mean, he, he looked like his old self. So I do think, you know, we're going to see him do similar things that he's done in the past. I mean, like, my God, in April and May, he didn't allow a run. <laughs> That's insane. He had a zero ERA. I'm looking yeah. at it right now. That's just unbelievable. And then he lost three runs in June <laughs> in eight innings. I mean, this is <laughs> it's crazy. This guy's so good. And then, man, it was just like – it was crazy. 13 runs, 12 runs in the next two months. I mean, it was just such night and day. Um, yeah. But, Yeah uh i i'm back in on him i had to get convinced i had to do my homework on him uh dave eddie and myself and a couple other guys on Fantasy six-pack i uh, had a little discussion about him in in leagues and, and you know i was hoping to grab one of those top closers in tgfbi and he was the one left and i was like ah damn it do i, do I am i really pulling the trigger and that's when i had to do my homework and i figured it out so i i did pull the trigger arms and i'm Hopefully, hopefully we're right, and and it was just like distractions. So yeah, yeah,
3: I have him in TGFBI as well. Nice,
0: it's good to hear. Nice, I like that. So <laughs> so switching back to the uh, the other side of uh, of New York here. I mean, are we undervaluing Clay Holmes this year?
3: I'm not a fan. Uh, I think other than the beginning of uh, the the first part of, of last year, he, he he's never really. Shown uh, great command. Um, I'm I'm actually looking at um, some of the other uh, pitchers in the uh, Yankees bullpen and and targeting them as, as late round guys.
1: Interesting. Yeah the um, the cheat sheet does not does not like him either. Nope. Uh, so he has not been somebody I have gotten any shares of. Um, it's just I mean. It could be that the saves are there, but the other numbers are going to suffer. Um, I believe is is kind of what's showing there with with the cheat sheet. Um, you know, it, li- it likes him for saves, but strikeouts are kind of meh. Whip is not great. ERA isn't isn't that great either. Um, I mean, he could prove us wrong for sure. He's yeah. still you know he's twenty nine. I mean, sometimes you see pitchers figured out as they get to that age. It's you know, like you talk about hitters 26, 27, 28. Sometimes pitchers, it takes them till their 30s yeah. to figure it out. Like it's just yeah. weird. Um, so he, I mean, he might just be one of those guys that just, you know, he's going to just, you just kind of learn how to pitch more. And so maybe he's figuring it out. I mean, the, the walk rate did drop last year. So that's good to see. Uh, strikeout rate isn't elite like it is with some of the closers, but he's he's over nine. So that's at least solid enough. But yeah, I mean, there's just, there isn't, it's it's not really there for me either. He's not, he, I haven't not gotten a single share of him because he, somebody ultimately always reaches higher because they, yeah. you know, you just think late Yankees are going to win a lot of games. And so, oh, he's going to get 35 saves. I don't think that's a, I don't think
0: that's, I don't think that's, you know, a, a lockdown thing. I, I don't agree with it. I mean, I had him last year and, you know, wrote his hot streak and then he just, seemingly went instantly cold um and, and was just falling out of favor he just was getting hit you know and so I, I'm out on him this year too. Um I mean if I can get him at a super discount which I don't see happening nope. he's not yeah he's not uh, then then I don't I don't care. Like I'm fine finding someone else and and even in a points league I'd rather just collect points on a guy that I know is gonna get holds over him because i just don't like him that much this year i mean he he's he's on my dead to me list at this point almost i mean which is once you're there you're there. i mean if, if, he,
1: if he keeps the role all year long i mean he will save a crap ton of games let's be real that that is that's what people oh, yeah. are I mean, the, on the potential and, is there but and honestly i mean the i don't know the bullpen for the yankees is not what it once was, but you know, they still got some, they still got some guys there that, that I think could, yeah, could fill in if he stumbles. Um, So I think we are in agreement there. I want to ask you, so of course, closer by committee, just question marks with, with, you know, closer positions here, two teams that came to my mind right away that, you know, are, we think good teams and, you would think if they could figure out who the closer would be, that guy would probably be going a lot higher, but because nothing has been decided and they ultimately have four people, you know, that could all do the job. Nobody's drafting any of these guys very high and, and the Dodgers and the Phillies are the two teams that I'm talking about. And so what do you do with those two teams? Like, and I guess, are you targeting any of those, uh, any of those
3: relievers and who would it be if you are? Uh, well, I think, it, you know, with, with the Dodgers, Evan Phillips is, is clearly the, the best um, pitcher in the bullpen. And with the Phillies, it's Sir Anthony Dominguez. You know, it's more a question of whether they're, uh, you know, D- Dave Roberts and Rob Thompson are, are going to make them the closers or, or keep them more in a, in a fireman role. Um, okay. I don't trust that, that they're going to be um, that, that they're going to be given the opportunity to, to, to close. I think um, the, the guy I'm targeting uh, with the Dodgers is Bruce. Star and um, with the Phillies, I'm not really targeting, but I think uh, Greg Kimbrell is going to start the year as a closer.
2: Hmm.
0: Philly Philly's uh know it all or uh, a parent know it all I, I I agree like Sir Anthony is coming in another year removed from you know his surgery um he's had his flashes they brought him along slow. Kimbrell has kind of lost what he was you know at at his heyday um and honestly i wasn't super excited that we even signed him um i don't hate it if he can get back to somewhat of a semblance of the you know the pitcher he used to be uh but the the thing with thompson is that he's not afraid to move guys around and I I don't know if there will be a definitive closer for Philly. I mean, he's got two you lefties know, and two righties I, I think Solow, I, Alvarado,
1: and Dominguez. Like, yeah,
0: he can, he can he's just gonna mix and some match. He could very well be that. I think all all four of those guys are really gonna be valuable. Um, maybe not as valuable as a lockdown closer. Uh, or, or you know, a, a QA guy that you're going to be able to get a bunch of holds out of or whatnot. I think both, well, both sets of these guys, uh, you know, Sir Anthony and and Kimbrell, and then Alvarado and Soto are going to potentially have, you know, a decent amount of saves and holds um, as the season goes on. I think if somebody can clearly separate themselves, then Thompson's going to give them a shot and, and he's going to, he's going to, you know, ride the hot hand. Um, but, just, just for, uh, just to let you know, I've got Kimbrell and Dominguez
1: back to back in my rankings with Kimbrell, one spot ahead of ahead of Dominguez. I mean, I don't, so, I don't,
0: I don't necessarily disagree with the, the rankings component of it because of the name value um, that comes with it. But, I, I just grabbed Soto in fantasy six pack series because Sir Anthony was well, one and and Kimmel Kimballs, too. One, so and I was like doesn't matter." looking at who I wanted to grab and I grabbed him. I was like, all right, fine, I'll take this. But yeah. I, I think with you know Dodgers, I agree it's Phillips. Um Phillies is it's it's harder to gauge right now. But as the season goes along, I think if you have it's probably going to be a combination of uh you know kimbrell and i think soto i think sir anthony could be one of those better as a setup guy than a closer type deal um but we'll see we'll see yeah so to finish things off here michael
1: uh you know, I know you, you like to try to grab your, your closers early, but if you miss and and you have to pivot your, your strategy, who are some later round uh, relievers that you're targeting for maybe some cheap saves?
3: Uh, some of the guys are um, Albert Azale with the Cubs. Uh, I mentioned Dark Gratterall with the, the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jonathan Luazigo with the, the, the uh, Yankees, um, Domingo Acevedo with the athletics. But I think one of the probably the most interesting guy is with the Diamondbacks who complete, have a completely wide open bullpen right now. There's definitely no clear cut closer. But and I don't even know how to say his last name. I think it's Scott McGaugh. He's 33 years old. His only major league experience was um, 6.2 innings uh, with the in 2015 with the Marlins, where he had a, a 9.45 ERA and a 2.40 WHIP. Uh, but he went to Japan um, in 2019, and he saved 69 games over the last two years in Japan. Um, wow, <laughs> he, he's a Interesting name to, to keep an eye on in a wide open bullpen. Yeah,
1: yeah. I even hey, even bad teams Magal. have mm-hmm. uh save
0: games, you know. It's, yeah, it's McGuff. Scott McGuff. Jeez. I'm looking at baseball reference. He's got an Orioles hat on, so yeah. Like that. Um yeah, he's from, from Pennsylvania. All right. Hey, I did pitch for Baltimore. Well, in the minors, yeah. Yeah, in the minors, yeah. <laughs>
1: Um. Yeah, I mean, and like I said, I I took a like I took a stab on Evan Phillips with TGFBI just just because um it, there's there's not a lot to like down there. I mean, like you know maybe maybe you get lucky and like a guy like Jorge Lopez grabs yeah. grabs some saves over uh Duran who. Who I think is ultimately the guy but he could also just be one of those like he's the better pitcher so let me just get to Lopez who you know can figure it out and close the game. Um that type of thing. Um and, you know somebody somebody that, that is going cheap because we just don't really know right now, right? Is um, the Chicago White Sox um yeah. Kendall Graven. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you might be able to like you might be able to get some at least maybe for the first half of the season. Like he's not going maybe so, he's he's going I mean, he cheap went, enough. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and it, with the white it Inferno, Inferno, Bummer, Lopez. one.
3: Well,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, like you know, because unfortunately with, with Hendrix, we don't, we just don't know. Yeah, if he's even coming back this season at all. I know he's starting to like throw on the side, but it's not like really part of any sort of, like, training regimen. It's just, like, he's just throwing, it sounds like. Uh, so he still sounds like he's pretty far away. So, you know, Graven could could be an early season, just he's at least just going to get you saves, right? And who knows, maybe six yeah. around all year. And, I mean, he basically got him. And, like, his NFB, his NFBC ADP is still outside the 300. Um, Saving holds leagues, I think he's going much higher because there's, yeah. you know, you at least know, like, if miraculously Hendricks comes back, Graveman's still in that role and he's going to get you the hold. So um, I think there's that, but I, I think Hendricks and or sorry, Graveman is, is one of those, those later guys that, that I would, I would look at um, as you know, somebody who at least can, can get you by until you need to find, you know, fab closers at some point, if you didn't get one, you know, one or two of the top guys to, to kind of carry you the whole season. But, All right, Michael, that is it for the show, man. I want to thank you for coming on. Um, Let everybody know before you go where they can find your stuff or what you got going on this year and your Twitter handle and all that kind of good stuff.
3: So I'll I'll be uh, updating the prospect rankings on uh, Fantasy Six Pack uh, on the 15th and 30th of of every month starting in in April. And I'll be uh, also writing an article highlighting um, some of the up-and-coming prospects as well. And, uh, on Twitter, I'll, am at, at Mike, uh, C Schneider. Cool. Cool.
1: Yeah, no, it's good stuff. Uh, if you guys have not seen his prospect rankings on fantasy six Pack, I definitely recommend checking them out. They, they're good stuff. And, and the, uh, the content, uh, the content that he writes to go along with it, uh, is good stuff too. Thanks, Garrick. Appreciate it, man. Come Thank on. you. Thanks, Thank sir. you for listening. Uh, see you in the draft room in a, in about a, In a weekish? Ten days. Ten days. Yeah, I can do math. No, I can't. All right. So Michael, have a good night, man. Thank you for jumping on with us. It's always 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 a pleasure. Thanks. See you man all right so that is it it does it does feel weird like not talking at least toward the camera but there's really no way to like no good we tried to do this differently so that we were like side by side but man the echo with the mics was just like atrocious and it wasn't was not thing. gonna work um you 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 only want to hear our voice once not not two or three times yeah. <laughs> so um but yeah no this was fun man hopefully we can figure out how to do this again absolutely um monthly thing <laughs> doubtful <laughs> My wife does not like you sleeping on our couch on Thursday nights every month. <laughs> and neither do you. <laughs>
0: so maybe but, for uh, different reasons.
1: But no, it was <laughs> his wife might want him sleeping on the couch, but not my wife sleeping on our couch. Um, but no, it's kind of cool. Like we, you know, we get to put the, the stuff here. Like you know, you see all those like shows on, on the different networks and stuff like that, and they have all their like stuff on the table. So it's kind of cool and uh, really, really cool. AJ got me. The, the Jobu. Uh, it's not You're even. Really it's, not a, it's not a. It's actually not, not a. No. A, it's, not not a it's not a bubble. It's just like no, a statue. It is a statue. It's just a statue of Jobu. <laughs> uh, and so the, the funny thing is. Is that a few years ago. I renamed my team. In the fantasy six pack. The original fantasy six pack league. To. Uh, what was it like? Don't you, steal. Don't steal. Don't steal. Yeah. Don't so steal Jobu's yeah. rum. And uh, so. He saw this. And got it for me so that was pretty sweet so this will be added to the bookshelf um Char- gonna look at the bookshelf and be like where the hell that come from because <laughs> it's always been that? like those bobbleheads <laughs> so cool. we're gonna have this like
0: dude smoking a cigarette <laughs> it's gonna be awesome maybe you uh, should leave it just in the locker closed <laughs> oh yeah i came with the, the boxes
1: of lockers yeah. over in the other side oh, of the room so yeah We'll get up later and do that, but, uh, (laughs) all right, man. So that is it for us. Uh, next week, we are talking with Mike Curland talking about some ADP movers, spring training position battles. Guys, if you don't follow this guy on Twitter, you definitely should and subscribe to his his Patreon. He, his, his, Preseason spring training tracker sheet alone is is worth the money it is so gold um so definitely definitely check that out that show will be awesome i'm looking forward to it that will be uh are we doing that one on i don't know are we doing that I on a wednesday uh, i'm gonna have to confirm that with him because i don't remember why i wrote down 322 i don't know if that was like a us thing or him i don't remember anyway i will i will verify and then let everybody know but uh we will We will be doing that show and not much closer to the season. So that's it, everybody. Have a good night and we will see you next time. All right.
3: Cheers.